Hello, and welcome back to the Futurism at JG podcast. Today, I'm joined with Ricardo and Max. And today's topic is virtual and augmented reality, also known as AR and VR. So to get the conversation started, uh, one idea that I had in terms of the future of AR is kind of, it stems from the movie Ready Player One and also the book Otherworld, uh, which are probably two of my favorite sci-fi um, books and movies. And basically the idea is, you know, a decade from now or a couple of decades from now, we've created this hyper-realistic AI or not VR, (laughs) where um, in Otherworld, it's actually this neural implant where it basically tricks your body or your brain into thinking that you're in this landscape. So whatever happens in that virtual landscape is actually, your brain thinks it's actually happening. So it's impossible to distinguish between reality and the virtual world, besides, of course, like your avatars and stuff. Um, And then in Ready Player One, it's kind of the same idea but in this case, they're not actually like hacking into your brain. They're just, um, it's like a super hyper-realistic like VR headset and like um, haptic like feedback and like full on like track suits. And you're in this hyper-realistic virtual world where you can do anything and be anyone. Um, and obviously there's some really interesting consequences in both movies and books, which I'm not going to spoil it for you because I highly recommend watching Uh, Ready Player One and reading the book Otherworld, but it's a really interesting world because it kind of just changes how we live. Because why why live in reality when you could live in your dream world, you know? So I'm curious what you guys think of that. Like, is this something we're going to see in the next 10 years where people are just going to be going to virtual reality to live in virtual reality rather than the real world? I think it's kind of already happening now um, on a very, very small scale. Um, We look at how much um, technology has sort of um, taken, uh, like how much attention technology has taken progressively, right? And that started with the implementation of TVs in people's households. And that just sort of grew and grew until the point where we have phones and um, and social media, right? Like I read something somewhere that was like filters are replacing makeup, right? Um, things like that are like your, your neighbors are now followers instead, right? Instead of, um, you know, like just different things we value. Those things are sort of less of the things that we value are happening in the physical tangible world and more things are being valued in the digital realm. And at some point we're going to cross the that sort of threshold where we tip into the digital world where basically everything we do is going to be that everything we do and everything we value is going to be in the digital world and nothing in the physical world is going to really matter which is kind of interesting and also terrifying because thinking about the context of living in a virtual world, humans have complete control, right? So we are essentially gods in that world. Whereas in the physical world, we are limited by, you know, so many things. Um, Whereas in a virtual world, we are not. However, humans tend to have, um, 
humans have this tendency of of just messing things up in general, right? Like, <laughs> that's just, just how we are. Um, so it's really scary placing that much power over people's lives um, in the hands of ultimately people and computers, right? So I think that um, while we are seeing, I think we are, I think the change is inevitable. I think it's really important to um, keep a lot of core values of the physical world very very similar to um the digital world if that makes sense as we transition into it oh that's such a good point i didn't even think about that like we spend most of our day like on our computers and phones and that's in a sense that's not the real world that's i guess the digital world that we've created it's the the onset of like what's what ar and vr are going to like become right yeah you're right like we're kind of i guess catapulting ourselves into like a fully like virtual slash digital world right yeah which is i don't know i like personally sorry personally although i'm like a technology enthusiast i also like reality like i'm the kind of person who doesn't want to spend too much time on social media or, you know, like, limit my screen time and stuff like that and try to, like, get outside into nature and, like, talk with people in real life. So it, it kind of worries me in a way because I personally, like, I think humanity is better off not, like, going fully virtual. Um, I don't know. That's just... <laughs> that's kind of where I said. I want to hear what you guys think, like... Because in the end, like virtual reality is virtual reality and like the real world is real and i'd rather be spending my time in the real world you know i think it's a really cool technology but it's also something that maybe it's also these books have kind of like yeah like you know painted a bit of a dystopian picture exactly they kind of paint a dystopian picture of like damn this doesn't end well for us you know like it kind of goes too far so i mean if we can make it something that we kind of regulate and stuff um that's fine but i think it's something that as with any technology like we should be careful with that's just kind of where i stand i don't know why i'm like so like uh like passionate about it yeah i don't know i'm very i'm very conflicted like i just think it's one of those things that it's a very double-edged sword like I don't know. I think you have a point, though, that, like, and I think that your sentiment is shared with a lot of people, that, um, like, you value your time in the real world, and I think that, I think if you think about it, like, that time in the real world will ultimately become more valuable because it's treasured, because a lot, with so many people being invested in the digital world, real life experiences are going to be still valued, I think, just because of how we're built. I don't know, I can just see people completely replacing, like, one, one thing VR could be used for is, like, you know, having, like, virtual friends or something, right? Where it kind of replaces the need for, I guess, like, in-person, like, physical beings as humans. No, I get <laughs> In-person physical <laughs> beings. What, what are those called again? <laughs> but, like, and you could have, like, virtual therapists, and you could... I guess, like, shape the reality that you want. But that 
it kind of sends you down a spiral of like <laughs> I could just see us not being able to function in the real world and you know like we'd be like in our VR headsets 24-7 and like you know once you take them off you're like oh my god where am I like what is this like I need to go back to my VR where you, are. you know <laughs> I love that. Yeah. but I would love to hear what you think Ricardo because I know you're, one of your uh, <laughs> future goals is like VR kind of world yeah um i think i have a lot of thoughts on that and it's kind of interesting i think at least from the perspective that you're talking about of you know this could be like a distraught for humanity potentially i mean we've already kind of seen the effects of virtual worlds in the past like we've all known about you know people that literally spend 20 hours a day you know on even not even vr but like mmo right so uh it could be world of warcraft it could be like so many of these things where people will literally replace reality with their own you know desired virtual world already in spite of the fact that it's not vr and that it's not you know more tangible than it would be with uh vr and i think also even just to give more of an example vr chat is fairly popular with people and i know some people that literally spent all their free time and you know not even just like vr games but like specifically vr chat and they have vr chat friends and stuff and so i feel like yes there will be all of that coming, I do also see people like replacing like reality with VR uh, or AR. But I feel like at the end of the day, base, I, our basic needs will make us come out of our shells to a certain degree where we're going to have to interact with people and kind of know what to do um, in those scenarios. But I, I can definitely see that being a problem. And I mean, we've seen like depictions of AR and VR, not even in just like popular like american tv like anime has a lot of those like sword art online is like the example that probably most people that kind of know anime would think of axel world uh bofuri um so these examples of varying degrees where some of these are like what you were saying like you know some of these are chips implanted in people's brains that enable them to access this world which i would presume to be a little more intrusive than maybe just putting on like a headset and some gloves to add some touch to the virtual reality. Uh, but I feel like this technology can be really helpful. Like you were saying, like education, this could enable us to connect with people rather than it being on Zoom, it could be in a more realistic, like 3D classroom space True. where you feel yeah. more comfortable connecting with people, right? Uh, what if like one of the things you were talking about is potentially like surgery? What if a surgeon from the other side of the world was able to in an instant connect to somebody that needed their help in that moment where it isn't feasible for them to take a flight necessarily and be there for a surgery, right? So, okay, so just like clarifying things, essentially how that would work is there'd be one person on one side, um, like performing the surgery, wearing a VR headset, and then yeah. there would be a robot like actually performing the yeah. surgery on the other side of the world. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's so intense. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, for some, some people would like consider that like, oh, I wouldn't want that to happen. But I feel like the best case scenario for that to happen would be in literally like in in times where there is no other way of helping. Like that's the only way that can help somebody to survive. You know, it could be an accident. It could be a life threatening, uh, you know, event that has happened. And that's the only way. So I, I feel like VR and AR don't only allow for that, but also for creative reasons. Right. Imagine architects being able to in real time see what uh, you know their renders would look like on the actual space. What if they needed to change something? Maybe you could um, 
you know, having an AR, uh, like glasses, maybe you could see the st- structural integrity of a building in real time and maybe identify faults, something that needs repair. So I feel like there's a lot of great things that can come from AR and VR, but there is definitely that potential for people to try and replace, you know, reality with these virtual worlds that could, like you said, essentially, you know, cater to your every need. And so, yeah, it makes it really compelling. Why would you ever leave if, you know, you have everything you want in your perfect little world? I do kind of want to t- go off and talk about um, education specifically a little bit more in depth because I think that was a really interesting point that you brought up specifically in regards to like surgery, right? Any physical task is now easily practicable with VR, right? So being a mechanic, right? Like repairing oh, yeah, yeah. things, um, you know, just practicing physical tasks in general. If you're wearing, you know, VR gloves and a headset, um, it could make it it could make it so that you're able to practice all kinds of different things that you might not necessarily have access to the resources it makes it makes that kind of education like more equitable right yeah. um uh you know if say if you have vr gloves that are that have like haptic senses but it's sort of like it's more like resistance so yeah. you can grab something and it'll actually feel like you're grabbing something right um you would be able to then like pick up objects move objects you know grab other things like maybe a wrench or something fix things right it could be really cool for um for training programs because then you can't necessarily break things right like you know it would make it um it would make just generally learning about the about mechanical and physical things so much easier Oh my god, that's such a good point. That's literally the reason why they use <laughs> you know, for like F1 driving, right? That's yeah. or like airplanes. Yeah. That's literally why they use simulators. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't want to have somebody that doesn't know how to fly a plane like actually yeah. fly a plane. Yeah. <laughs> right, like they took a they took a test on paper and now they're certified to fly a plane. Right. But imagine if you could put on a headset, learn the controls of, you know, major airplanes, take a test afterwards to verify, you know, in like a good environment to actually verify yeah. your skills and get a license instead of having to, I don't know, maybe pay thousands of dollars in lessons to learn how to fly. Maybe that's your dream. Maybe that's, you know, and that's, so yes, it, it would make it like so much, so more, more equitable, equitable right? for people to be able to attain these things they want to do, but might not have the resources to do it otherwise. That's actually pretty great. That's such a good point. Isn't it? Yeah. Like you can do, you're right. Like in terms of creative things and like trainings, and education like you can do anything so i actually right? yeah um speaking of which i actually totally forgot to mention this um at our discussion yesterday but i have friends who are working on a vr program for teaching conducting for musicians right huh. so like conducting is one of those things where you have to like practice with musicians and have an orchestra because you're you know moving the way that you move your hands will affect the way that the orchestra plays but they're developing a program right now that um, allows you to, it tracks your hand motions and teaches you how to conduct. And the audio completely changes based on how you're moving your hands. Whoa. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, that's a project that um, some students are working on in my major, um, Music for New Media. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that's isn't it crazy. really interesting? That kind of blew me away. That's when I knew that I wanted to, like, 
pursue more in in the world of programming and um, specifically VR. Yeah. Because of these sort of educational tools and training systems, right? Because now to conduct, you don't have to have a whole orchestra. Yeah. Also, like, just more practically, like, for example, because I'm like a neuroscience major and I take like intro chem lab and it was all online, yeah. which is not how you learn lab. Right. So I'm thinking like, instead of like watching videos, which is not how you're supposed to learn lab skills, like what if we had some kind of like AR, like augmented reality where you could like somehow you like on your desk or something, you could like project like, I don't know, like a lab setup or even like in VR, like yeah. have like haptic sensors and you could like sense like you know picking up a pipette and like filling a tube and like everything else i think that would have been really cool because that way you're still getting the lab experience even from home um so i think in terms of education i think it's really promising and also like for like scientists like biochemists or whatever who are studying like molecules and stuff you can like get into molecules and like see it and like in 3d like all around you and like immerse yourself in like the atomic level even um and then also in terms of like medicine like, like anatomy you know how you know medical students they have to like dissect cadavers and stuff yeah. and let's say you know uh for some reason you don't have access to a cadaver or something you could have like a 3d cadaver in virtual yeah. reality and you know obviously it's not exactly the same but you're still simulating that experience in vr where you know, you're dissecting, you're cutting open the skin and whatever else. I don't know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little, no, it's blood is a little scary for me. But um, yeah, I think that would be, that'd be really interesting. I think there's a lot of, I think I've kind of trashed VR, but I think it's, there's so many really cool things. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. VR and AR. I don't know if anyone's heard of phantom limb pain, but it's basically where like, if you've had a limb amputated, so like, let's say your arm, uh, it's basically you have, this phantom sensation in other words you have pain in the arm even though like your arm's not there so you're kind of like imagining it's still there um and there's this thing called mirror therapy where basically you put your functioning limb like in front of a mirror and then it looks like both of your both sides right and left are like full limbs yeah so if you're sitting on a table it's like you put the mirror directly um like in front of you sort of like um like so it's face so that the mirror is facing your arm you, you know the arm that's on the table and then on so that you can't see where your arm isn't yeah right yeah, so exactly. then you can see it okay yeah, yeah yeah i would definitely look up like an image of that um but you could also have it in like vr where you could somehow like simulate your other arm and like have like a full body in vr and i could see that working like mirror therapy where it can alleviate the phantom limb pain because wow. You're actually sensing stuff. I mean, it would be interesting. I don't know how you would solve the problem of, like, holding a controller or something. But, like, maybe it could somehow sense. I don't know. How how would... You guys are the CS people. How would we solve that? Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. (laughs) But I'll give a good guess to me. Um, I think as far as, like... I think as far as, like, controlling an a phantom arm in VR, you would have to have some sort of neural implant, which then goes over to you, <laughs> Mr. Neuromajor. Um, 
But uh, I wouldn't like. I feel like this is way, way off in the future. But you could have a neural implant, um, that connects to that part of the brain that controls the arm, right? And then you would be able to control a second arm in this virtual reality, right? And be able to feel an arm again. Going into sort of back to what you were talking about about um, like having some sort of neural implant that would allow you to experience an entirely different world. That isn't this one kind of like hallucinate it, right? Or dream it or just have an experience like that. People who, um, who have lost limbs would then be able to have limbs in this world. Isn't that crazy? Their That's entire cool. perception of, of their body could completely change. Oh, that reminds me actually. Okay. So apparently I think, I think this is a thing. I might be wrong. So don't quote me on this. But I believe for some people that lose mobility in their limbs, even though they still have them, it might be due to, like, connections in the brain not functioning correctly, right? And so what sometimes they'll do is try, try to, like, re-stimulate those parts in the brain because technically they're still there, the limbs are still there. You just kind of have to, like, reconnect those things together so yeah. that the person is at least able to regain some mobility. So maybe even through VR, they might, like, you know, with a chip implant or whatever... They might be actually be able to do that in more cases rather than going to actual therapy to do it. You might be able to stimulate different limbs in a VR world, right. reconnecting those you know parts of your brain so that you are able to gain some mobility back in the cases where you just lose it for maybe, I don't know, an accident or something happening. Wow, that's so trippy to think about. Dang. I guess this is um going to uh, the recent news of facebook changing its name to meta yeah but you know the whole idea of the metaverse and basically social media transitioning to something like a virtual reality world like the metaverse um what do you guys think about like is that is is this because facebook is betting big on or meta sorry yeah no you're meta is, is betting big on this like the whole name change thing is kind of showing that you know maybe social media isn't the future anymore right maybe it's actually like virtual reality and uh interactions with actual like avatars and stuff so i think I that know. i think that like us looking at facebook changing its name to meta and the direction that facebook is taking with social media um kind of it's kind of a weird awakening as to what social media really is like i never thought of it as being a world right? Like a digital, I never thought of social media as being its own digital universe. I just sort of thought that it was a web page within a physical existing universe, as opposed to like, it being its own universe with its own rules. But if you think about it, it kind of is that like there are its own rules, regulations, um, currency, if you think of likes in that way, right? Um, uh, it's, which is really, really kind of scary for me. But it's also it's just where we're going, right? Like, it just feels like the direction that we're headed in, which is, uh, you know, it's inevitable that we're going to head that way. So I think that I personally am going to spend less time dwelling on, like, and being curmudgeon and saying, back in my day, he didn't, <laughs> you know, and sort of trying to embrace it and see, um, and see where it takes us because it could have potential to be, uh, to be really um, something that connects us um, 
on a deeper level. However, I think Facebook is scary and evil. Yeah. So I somehow feel like that's not going to happen without some, without some or a lot of repercussions. Yeah, Facebook kind of worries me. Like, in they're the just end, like the most evil company there is. I know. I <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is sketchy. Dude. Yeah, lizard, lizard man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, a genius. A genius. A genius lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in the end, these the problem with these companies is they're not altruistic, right? They're not trying to. I mean, maybe as a as a side effect of them trying to benefit themselves and profit and monetize you know they can say oh side effect is we connect people or whatever but like in the end it's really just about them making money and like they're they're gonna go to whatever end they can to monetize and advertise and whatever so that that's what kind of worries me is it's a a corporate kind of i mean that's that's the same thing with instagram and facebook and every other social media but with something this of this scale of this scale yeah exactly it's just it's like so exciting but it's also like facebook (laughs) right yeah so i think like um going back to what i was saying about in in sort of the very beginning of this conversation about a virtual world being completely controlled by humans and where humans are god i'm not sure that i'd want mark zuckerberg to be the god of the virtual world and that's kind of what that's kind of how people view him, at, right? Like, he yeah. can, he basically has ultimate control over all social media, right? I mean, he owns Facebook and Instagram. That's basically a monopoly right there. Yeah, this is reminding me of um, The Social Dilemma, which I don't know if either of you have watched, but it's really worth watching. I think it's like a free Netflix feature on YouTube right now, like the full yeah. documentary. I just watched it, like, a few weeks ago, and the... The algorithms and like just the intention behind social media, it's very like sadistic, like it's dark. Yeah. Like it's just, they're just trying to, I mean, in the end, it's about maximizing like user time on the product. Um, and one of the quotes that stood out to me was if you're not like directly paying for the product, you are the product. Like your time and your attention, that's the product because they're going to be sending you like advertising and everything to monetize the yeah. the model. So yeah, but I mean it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited because this is kind of like it's it's also exciting that like a big company like Facebook with so much money and so much resources yeah. and so many brilliant people is doing this because it's just going to push us in that direction. It's like I think we're in a spot, I think you make a good point, like, we're in a space, like, I'm excited because right now we're in a space where people are consumed by social media, but not connecting in a way that is valued, so if we can sort of um, leverage the fact that people are already engaged in social media and make that time spent more meaningfully, I think that is what is exciting about it to me, because right now we're already spending so much time on social media. So, and like I said, it's not doing a very good job of connecting us, right? Like, it's very easy to misinterpret a text or, like, paint a perfect <laughs> picture of your life, right? Like, on social media. Sure. Um, so I think that something like the metaverse has potential to um, allow us to engage in a virtual world while making more meaningful connections. So that's why I'm excited. 
yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of reasons to be both very excited, but also skeptical. I think this goes back to my quote or the, my, my new phrase of optimistic, optimistic skepticism. Yeah, right. Be wary of the technology, but like also embrace it for its like potential benefits. Um, so yeah, with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of VRAR. Um, I found it really interesting. I'm very, I don't know. I'm like a mix of nerves and excitement yeah, right now. Same. Like it, there's a lot of like anticipation. Yeah. I feel like this. we're kind of entering like a new era of just what does it mean to interact with others, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just a whole new playing field. So I'm, I'm very excited. Also a little nervous. But yeah, think about like what benefits and or what potential uses you think VR could have that we didn't mention because I'm sure there are many, so many, many things that you could do with VR that we haven't even like touched upon. Um, but with that, thank you, Max. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, Nicholas. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. See ya.